We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Sean Davis here for LakersNation.com. We're home for everything Lakers. The Lakers lose, unfortunately, tonight. Final score to the Houston Rockets, 128-94 to in a game where they just they felt like they mailed it in from the start. And that is the easiest way to describe tonight's game is that the Lakers showed up to play. Anthony Davis said that he was – or the Lakers announced that AD wasn't going to play tonight. And at that moment, the Lakers said, yeah. We're not going to play tonight either. We're just going to collectively, as a group, take the night off. Not going to lie, this is kind of deja vu, which I guess is a bad thing that this might even have actually happened before. AD gets hurt and the Lakers say, nah, we're we're not interested in playing basketball tonight. But welcome in to LakersNation.com post-game show. Uh, welcome you all in from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, where we'll be taking your questions and comments. And on most nights, we'll be diving into the advanced analytics and X's and O's from tonight from that night's game and breaking down what the Lakers did well, what they didn't do well, what stuff we saw from the Lakers throughout the game. And I'm not going to lie. There's not a bunch that you can take away from tonight's game. Uh, let's take a look at the, the box score at the very least from tonight's game. You have uh, D'Angelo Russell somehow wound up scoring 22 points. Somehow he got some shots up late in the, in the, third quarter kind of garbage time I, I i hate the term empty stats but if you wanted to say empty stats that that's what d'angelo russell did lebron 18 5 and 6 uh sorry 18 6 and 2 on 7 of 13 shooting 4 or 5 from the line christian wood only gets one shot attempt which is just super weird to me torian prince seven points austin reeves seven points two of nine rui hachimura 24 points, eight boards, two assists, two steals, and a block shot 10 to 14 from the floor. That is Trevor. Hold on. This is so bad. Trevor, if this is real and this is you, please hop back in. I don't know if you're so no way this is Trevor. Please hop back on to the the stream to like confirm. Cause this is crazy. The chat. Comment says uh, from Lakers Nation account that Darvin Ham post game says, I'm proud of my guys. Bro, that is the most 
that just like that's real. I, I can't hear you. Hold on. I, I think your mic's unplugged. Oh my god, bro. No way. Oh, I swear I still can't hear you. Unless my headphones. Hang on. There you go. There we go. Yeah, that's uh, that was actually in the. It's if you look at your. I know you're not looking at your text right now, but um, uh, one of our guys put that in our Lakers Nation uh, team group text there. Um, yeah, yeah. He said he was saying, you know, they're trying to fight through this, and I'm glad this is happening now rather than later in the season. He's trying to put a spin on it, but I almost wondered if he's just kind of the way because I, I watched the clip. I almost wonder if he was just kind of that's. He's used to say, like he says, I'm proud of my guys all the time. It's something, you know, and it just kind of came out like almost just just muscle memory, just force of habit. He just just said it like when you've been working someplace for a long, long time and you're used to picking up the phone a certain way. And then you go home and you pick up the phone and you say what you say at work. You say you say pet down tropical fish. How can I help you? Which is where I worked when I was like 20. I almost feel like it was that with Darvin Ham, where like he was he's just so used to saying I'm proud of my guys that it just. He just said it because my goodness, my goodness. So I went to go watch the clip really, really quickly while you were talking. And it's a short clip. Did he, it's one of those things where did he say anything factually incorrect? No, but this is just such the worst time to say it. Like I would have been way better off him saying that after Miami, you were way better off saying this after Miami where you're down. AD goes down third quarter. D'Lo gets ejected. No Ruri, no Tor- uh, Torian played. No Ruri, no game, no Bando still. All that stuff happens. You lost by 32 or what's, what? Uh, count, easy math, 34. You lost by 34 points. And that's what you say? Just the worst timing possible. Yeah. Yep. Bad timing. Not not what people want to hear right now. I'm proud of of my guys. Oh, after they put in a, a no effort performance. Yeah. Not look, if if they had if they were scrapping and fighting and they lost by 10 because the Rockets were on a on a heater and they were closing out to everything and scrambling and they put forth everything oh they had to gosh. win the game and the Rockets just had a great shooting night, then by all means say, Yeah, I'm proud of my guys. But that's not what happened tonight. And anybody watching that game knows that. I can't believe he said that. Again, it's factually correct, sure. Like, like the reasoning, at least, right? Like, you know, battling a bunch of injuries, blah, 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 blah. Coach talk, coach talk. Sure. But again, like, just say that after Miami. Don't say that now. And again, like Trevor said, maybe it's one of those default, like, I'm just used to saying this type things. But <laughs> that's bad. Because, yeah, like, I know he's, like, saying this in a raging way. But there's like a, a comma just flew by. I don't see it anymore. Where it says, like, dog, what are you proud of tonight specifically? Where, again, now it would have gotten a bad reaction regardless, even if he did say after Miami because they lost. But at the very least, like I said, all those injuries, AD and D Lo go out. Um, you're down like 10 with five minutes left or something like that. And you lose at the buzzer. What's wrong with saying I'm pissed at this team? Yeah, no, no, no. Like saying why why can't Ham just say public now again, he's is he the kind of coach that's gonna go out there and publicly call out players and say LeBron needs to be better or, or I'm not even saying anybody specific, just any name, right? This player needs to be better, right. this player needs to be better. Like 
there's different philosophies on how you want to handle it as a coach, but you can come out and say, you're frustrated. You can come out and say, we need to play a lot better. Yeah. Right. You can definitely, and he's done that before. Yeah. You could say, I, I, I'm not happy with the way the guys played. You don't have to come out and say, Oh, I'm gosh, I'm proud of them. You know, <laughs> come on. How many coaches in NBA history have said, I'm proud of the way our guys played tonight? He didn't specifically say those words, but I'm proud of our guys after getting blasted on the road by 34. You had a a book report that you knew about for a month. You didn't do any of it, and the morning of, you scribbled down a few sentences and handed that in, and you were given a 15% out of 100. You take it home to your parents. Are they going to say, well, I'm proud of you? I'm pr- at, least, at least you turned no. in the assignment. At least, at least you did something. You got some points. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. Sorry for interrupting you, Trevor. No, no, like, no. All good. All good. I was just closing up a few things and and uh, saw that and figured I'd uh, figured I'd share. All right. Like, yeah, that's bad. We're, we're, we're going to keep it. I'm going to talk about that for a couple minutes because, Trevor, you did bring up a couple of points. Um, the, the point that Trevor does bring up, chat, about – um trevor bounces appreciate you trev dog but yeah the point that trevor brings up about different coaching philosophies right like he said what is wrong with saying you know these uh pat we're on a losing streak right now these past couple of games i haven't like i haven't liked our intensity i think we can be better on the boards which is a fact i think we can take care of the ball a little bit better which is a fact I think we can execute better in the half court, which is a fact. I think we can uh, do a better job defending without fouling. That is a fact. Uh, like, what is wrong with saying that? And now, mind you, Nam, one time did I, like, blame a specific player. This is all team-based. Like, in, like, get on players in the film session or whatever. But, like, to the media, what is wrong with saying all those stuff that I just said? Like, again... I don't like the way our, our energy we put uh, outside of Miami. And again, Miami, it was fine, but wasn't enough to win, clearly, right? So what's wrong with saying, hey, we're on a three-game losing streak. We lost four, uh, four or five, I think. Uh, no, you lost four or six, right? But, I mean, who, who really cares four or six? You lost three or four. You lost three of your last four and three straight. What is wrong with, like I just said, saying, yeah, I, I don't like the way we've, we've played. I don't like the, our energy recently. That's not a lie. What's wrong with saying, I don't like the way we've been on the boards recently, which is not a lie. What's wrong with saying we got to defend better in the half court, which is which is not a lie. What's wrong with saying we got to execute better? Like, you gave up the the, the Rockets tonight, shot 54.8% from the floor, had 14 offensive rebounds. Like, what is wrong with saying in the presser, regardless of the injury, saying, yeah, you know, I, I – we we haven't played well enough. That's fine. That is complete. That's actually now. I'm gonna play semi devil's advocate, right? Because regard, really, regardless, especially when you're losing, regardless of what you say, there's gonna be a negative response. Pretty much, regardless, with the Lakers, you're the head coach. You're very polarizing. Actually, I think polarizing is maybe a little bit too nice. I think the word is. A lot of the fan base hates you, to be quite frank, right? So really, regardless of what he said, it would have gotten some sort of negative response, right? But if he had said, you know, we got to take a look at the tape, but I can tell you this, you know, I don't like the our energy, our our intensity. 
our execution, we just got to be better. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. If he had said that, at the very least, you could say, you know what? At least this team is being self-aware. They're being very self-aware. The staff's being self-aware about the things that they have to do to improve upon. No, we're going to go with the, oh, you know what? Yeah, man, you know, like, I'm just so proud of our guys. Like, bro. Doesn't even make sense. Doesn't even make sense, man. It's so far. I can't believe he said that. That's why I, I, I completely forgot what I was talking about before Trevor hopped on. But, yeah. We're going to get to some of these super chats. I'm going to hop back to the chat and hop back to whatever I was planning on talking about. I really lost my train of thought. That's how bad that comment was. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it more because I've seen we already got a couple more super chats about it. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, face reality. Austin was a minus 28. Never played Moy Hodge again, please. It's been a long time since Demoy Hodge hit a three, it feels like. Uh, it's been a good minute. Demoy Hodge. Oh, never mind. Never mind. He hit a three against Phoenix in the in the preseason. One for five, two for six to Golden State. But I don't know. Like, even his makes recently have not looked good. So. Hopefully he he turns it around shooting wise. In a game where you lose by 34 points, I, I, I think it's kind of hard to pay attention to plus minus a ton, personally. Austin wasn't good. I'm not defending Austin, but I think it's really, really hard to look at plus minus when you lose by 34. Like Ruri Hachimura was a minus 13. They lost by 34. Braun was a minus 24. Yes, yeah, because he lost by 34 points. So I get your point, face reality. I get some of the frustration with Austin. But I, I, I do think that, um, that you know, in a game where you lose by 34, everybody's plus minus. Like, I wouldn't look at that. People wonder why, uh, this is from Justin Tindall with a super chat. People wonder why players don't respect him. Darwin will blow sunshine up our butts whether we play hard or not. Um, I disagree. Why players don't respect him. N- 60% of the reason why Darvin Ham got hired in the first place is because the players are going to respect him. And I think that's the case. I think the players do respect Darvin Ham because if that wasn't the case, Christian Wood is not a Laker. And I get it. Christian Wood did not play well tonight. But I think of all the criticisms you can have of Darvin Ham, and there are a lot, right? Um, I think the one thing you can't really criticize him for is his ability to maintain a locker room. And I think. His ability not to lose a locker room. And again, that's the one thing I will always give Darwin credit for is two and how many coaches in the NBA, especially as a assistant going to being a head, going from assistant to head coach, how many coaches in the entire NBA can go, can start two and 10 and not lose the locker room and not only not lose the locker room, but go to the Western Conference Finals, regardless if you want to say, oh, that was LeBron James and Anthony Davis coaching the team, which is the craziest thing ever. But regardless of what you want, like, regardless of that, right? That's the one thing you got to give Darvin credit for is, you know, like, this. he didn't lose the locker room. He started two attendance as a rookie head coach, and he didn't lose the locker room. That team continued to play hard for them. And when they made the right acquisitions, they went on a run and they went to Western Conference Finals. 
And before I get just spammed with Ham didn't do anything in the playoffs, Ham outcoached Taylor Jenkins by a lot and then was on the same playing field as Steve Kerr. But this is not a Darvin Ham praise night. This is a Darvin Ham slander night because of that comment. So let's get back on track. I just wanted to address that comment. But I appreciate the super chat nonetheless. Pocky G says, got younger versus last year and Ham, and Ham sucks at teaching. That is a really, really good point. That is a really, really, really good point. That I'm glad that you did bring up. I want to make sure I didn't miss uh, anything else. Um, but that's a really, really good point. I think a big part, and and why there might be some disconnect right now, right, is when you're, especially in pre, uh, preseason training camp and even earlier in the season, you have to put a big emphasis on your teaching, right, on your philosophy and teaching it, right? And in the half court, Man to man, it sucks because I think Darwin really wants to be this drop team defensively, but you don't. This isn't a drop team personnel wise, so that makes sense. You don't have any screen navigators. There were so many times tonight where the, the Nuggets, excuse me, not the Nuggets, the Rockets, would just put D'Lo and Christian Wood to a ball screen defensively. D'Lo's not the best screen navigator. Christian Wood is not a good drop big, in my opinion. And the reason why this team isn't a good drop team this year is because when you don't have good screen navigation, the big is more likely to have to come up way higher, right? So unless you're going to tag on the roll, it's an open layup almost every time. We saw Singoon really get going a couple of times, uh, for sure in the second half that they ran it. And like that's because this team isn't a drop team. So for like the love of God, when this team gets healthy, Stop running drop coverage with Jackson Hayes. Stop running. I mean, you can run anything with Anthony Davis, but with this team specifically, switch more. Play with more size. Hedge a little bit more. I'm not saying go three bigs because that lineup offensively is just super clunky and atrocious, but play big. Switch everything. And your best defender is notorious for not being a good screen navigator. You know, you want to keep your best defender on the floor? Eliminate his weakness. And just switch. Like, it makes no sense. It baffles me sometimes how this staff is just, like, not appropriately utilizing players and their personnel based off where they're best at. You don't you don't fit the scheme. I don't want to word this. Because it makes sense in my head. But I'm trying to, like, word it to where it makes sense to the, to the audience. Um you fit the scheme, you, you you mold your scheme around the personnel you have, not the other way around, right? And I feel like at times this season, what we've seen is Darvin kind of be selling his way. It's like, hey, we're going to be this drop team. We're like, no, you're not that, right? Or just not utilizing personnel the right way. It's just super, super frustrating. Super, super frustrating. And ironically, Alex Crusoe, you can you can play drop up because Alex Crusoe is an elite screen navigator. Sheesh says, and yeah, Sheesh, the Lakers got blasted tonight. Is what I really want to respond with. We need a heart and soul player like Dennis was for us last year. Alex forgave. Alex could definitely do it for us. We have no heart. I think your energy guy is hurt. I think that's what it is. Darvin, facts of our feelings, Ham. Yeah, appreciate the super chat, Jake, uh, Jarrett. Ed says, context, Darvin, I'm proud of my kid for taking a, a crap in the toilet. Like, I'm proud of my guys. 
Avant Trader says, today's NBA, you can't be a great team unless you have above-average shooters. Lakers have zero above-average shooters. Eh. Even this team healthy doesn't have any shooters. Can't win without shooters. Uh, that's factually incorrect. That ain't true. At the above-average? You have four above-average shooters, and they all played tonight. Now, whether or not they all shot well tonight is a different story, but you have four above-average shooters. Torian Prince. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, or Yachimura. That's four. And three of those four, two of those four, you have one elite shooter, two great shooters, and one above average shooter. Like you have, like above average, you have it. You have it. D'Lo, I, I was hesitating to call D'Lo an elite shooter. I was saying Torian Prince is an elite shooter. Torian Prince is an elite shooter. D'Lo's the great shooter. Austin's a good shooter. And, um, and Ruri is a above average shooter. That that's personally how I would do it. Always winning with super chat. Oh boy, this is gonna be a fun one. Not super chat. How is Max Christie? How is Christie performing with minutes? Ah oh, man, this is rough. This and this is not rough, right? But uh, Max, I thought this was. Personally, I thought this was Max's worst game. Personally, right? I think I thought he was missing shots at the rim. I thought he was getting blown by defensively. Now, granted, Jalen Green is just a different beast, right? And that's why I think like adding Alex Caruso to this team will really, really help. Just another athletic guard that can AC is like crazy athletic, but AC is, is good enough, right? To defend. Um, Max is hitting shots right now. He shot. Uh, and he's been shooting rather tonight. He shot one for eight from the floor, oh of two from three. Previously, in the month, he shoot. He's averaging five points on thirty five percent shooting and twelve and a half percent from three. Like that's not going to cut it. And the only reason why I was begging for you to play is because you're supposed to be this great catch and shoot guy. So, trust me, guys. I am as equally frustrated about Max Christie as you guys are. And right now. Max Christie is not in my rotation when everybody's healthy. He just ain't. So frustrating. It sucks. It sucks because Max was my guy. I've been clamoring for Max to play. And yeah, it is. It's super, super frustrating. Let's see what else we got here in the chat. Uh... Great players almost never make great coaches. Uh, hmm. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Diego with a super chat. Reeves needs to be benched. Gabe for Caruso. Need two crashing crashing boards first, then worry about transition later. D and offense. Solid true center. Rebounding big. Hand need discipline. No more five out. There's a lot of breakdown there. I'm going to try my best to, to get through that, right? I'm going to try my best to, to get through that. And, yes, Matt, Mike, I always get weak at the Trevor profile pick. But Max was my guy for sure, right? And it is definitely a bummer that Max hasn't played well. Um, Let me go back to that comment so I can address all of it. So, first off, chat, I'm curious your thoughts. Should Austin Reeves come off the bench? Yes or no? That, that is the first question 
the first question I, I do have, should Max, should Austin Reeves come off the bench? And depending on your answer, I'm going to, I have a response to you. I, I have a response. So chat, let's see. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a bunch of no's or a few no's. I'm seeing, huh. So this is where I disagree. I think if you're, if you're benching one, there's a yes. If you're benching one, I'm benching Austin. I'm not benching D'Lo. I'm not benching D'Lo, personally. I'm not. I'll bench Austin. Bench in air quotes, right? Or because he's coming out. He's still going to play a bunch of minutes, right? Okay, cool. I'm trading for DeMar DeRozan at the deadline. Or like some package from Chicago. I'm telling you guys, it just makes sense. And by trading for Demar, I think Demar is gonna be easier, and I kind of, I kind of want Demar a little bit more than I do want Zach Levine. That's just me, right? For this team, right? But I think that I think that by doing that, like imagine a lot. Even if you went to go get Zach Levine, right? Either Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan, right? So let's say it's DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. Cool. That, that's what we're getting back, right? Gabe Vincent, Rui Hachimura. Bye, Rui. Love you. And salary, right? Those two in salary. And like draft compensation, what we need, right? Cool. Even if it's Levine or DeMar, if I'm trading, first of all, that's another reason why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trading D'Lo in that package. The reason why I'm not trading D'Lo in that package is because neither Demar or Zach are playmakers, right? And by trading D'Lo, you're putting all the playmaker responsibility on LeBron James, or you're starting Austin, which I don't think. I, I think the goal of this is potentially having Austin Reeves come off the bench. So by doing like a deal like that for Demar, which I do think is definitely on the table, especially if they are like the Bulls start losing games, right? Then you trade for DeMar, you trade for Alex, right? And you let Austin Reeves do what Austin Reeves does off the bench. I think what Austin Reeves does well for this team is way more needed off the bench, especially if you trade Rui Hachimura to go get DeMar DeRozan, right? And then fourth quarter, if D'Lo isn't playing well, right? Uh, Rui, it, to my knowledge, I don't know, uh, anybody that wants to you know, correct me or whatever, right? To my knowledge, Ruri is trade eligible the same time as everybody else, December 15th, because of when he had his contract extension, right? So, cool. Now we can go big in the clutch. Austin, DeMar, LeBron, Bando if you want to, or like something like that. And or Alex, Austin, DeMar, LeBron, AD. You got your point of attack defense. You got your off-ball chaser defense. You got the best rim protector in the NBA. LeBron in a playoff setting. Money. Or you can go this. DeMar, Bando, DeMar, uh, DeMar, Bando, LeBron, AD. And again, like I said, like I said a couple weeks ago, there's only two ways that I think you could beat the Nuggets, who are the top dogs. You try to get that. You try to beat the top dog, in my opinion. There's only two ways you could beat, you could beat Denver. It's either A, you out execute them in the half court. You get you're able to get stops, and you're just able to run your offense and milk your offense, right? Or two, you have a dude 
They can just be unguardable for three minutes in a clutch. And when I think of just when they're going unguardability, I don't even I think I just made up a word, but just being unguardable. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan. And if you're saying no shooters, once again, look, the Lakers supposedly in Eric, right? Supposedly don't have shooting right now. So, so what's the point? Why not? Why not go get the better player? And you still have Torian Prince, who's a 40% catch shoot guy, Austin Reeves, D'Lo. Braun in the playoffs. Braun's I I I've liked Braun's jumper so far, right? No, I I don't think Demar would clog the paint either, because I think Demar is a legitimate jump shooter. That, that's why Russ clogged the paint. Russ isn't a three point shooting threat, but Russ also wasn't like a legitimate mid range threat. Demar Derozan is a legitimate jump shooter, th- jump shooting threat, which will still, although he's not the best three point shooter, he still is, I in my opinion at least, this absolute negative from a liability standpoint on the perimeter. And if Darwin wants to continue to run five out for whatever reason, DeMar can fit that because of the force spacing. So, I don't know, man. DeMar does struggle in the playoffs like D'Lo. Sure. Let's go look at those playoff struggles for DeMar DeRozan. And I'm proving a point here. I'm about to prove a point. Hold on. Where is he at? DeMar DeRozan. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs. Hold on, let me share my screen. So, So I'm not making this up. And by the way, I'm not quick to blow it up, by the way. I'm just saying, like, that is something you have to consider. DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs in his, throughout his career. For his career, he's at 21.8 points per game on 41.8% shooting from the floor, 21% from three, 85% from the line. I'm taking this as my third option over D'Angelo Russell averaging six points in the Western Conference Finals. So, like... The reason why the reason why we call DeMar DeRozan a playoff flopper is because DeMar DeRozan, his entire career in the playoffs, has been either a one or a two option. And we're asking DeMar DeRozan to be the three option, playing next to two of the most impactful players in the, in the NBA, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Third, I mean, first option, sure, I am with you, right? I'll pass on DeMar DeRozan as my one option or two option. 
But DeMar DeRozan in 2023 is my third option. Hell yeah, I'm doing that. All right, let's get to the rest of these super chats. We got a lot more tonight, so I do I do appreciate you guys for sending in super chats. That's the the easiest way to make sure your question does get answered live on the air. All your super chats for my show will get answered on the show. Justin Lindell uh, Tyndall, I think uh, he already sent one in. Yeah, okay. So he he re he replies to his original original comment. So Justin, I appreciate you. My point was Hamshift said the effort wasn't good enough. Bingo. Not praise them. Austin's supposed to be the third star. Wondering whether we don't have one. Braun and AD and a bunch of role players. Exactly my exactly my initial point, Justin, after hearing the news or hearing the, the quote was. Again, is he factually incorrect? The answer is no, right? He's not factually incorrect. Like, what he said was, sure, like, the, the, you you can be proud of your guys for, you know, not giving up. Okay, geez, not even that. For, like, having some resiliency during a tough time where you have, what, LeBron, uh, AD misses tonight, Jackson Hayes misses tonight, no Gabe, no, uh, no Bando, no JHS. There's five dudes that are hurt that definitely didn't play tonight. And then last game, like I said, it would have been a way better time to say something. AD goes out in uh middle of the third. D'Lo gets ejected. No Vando, no Ruri, no Jackson Hayes, no JHS. Like that's six, seven dudes. Okay. So that I I I am preaching the same sentiment as you, you, my man, Justin. Like that, I, I do agree. Waja Vlogs, I believe, says with Super Chat, just go for Caruso. Let's maybe also pick up a shooter, but no more stars, i.e. pass on Damar. Caruso, Vando, backcourt duo going to hit like crack. Uh, I didn't know Vando was a two. I, I get your point. Uh, um, But, yeah. I, 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 I Caruso, Vando is awesome. I'm just saying maybe, maybe try to sneak in, sneak in. Damar in there. Phil Handy needs to finally step in. Done with him. I think I think if you were going to go to Phil Handy, you, you would have fired Vogel in the middle of that last season, and then you would have given Handy the job then as an interim, as an interim. I think you would have did it then. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a Handy thing. Maybe it's a organization thing. I don't know if they truly view Phil Handy as the head coach. I don't know. I, I could be just like this is first off, this is all speculation and I could be just making up stuff. Right. But I do want to just like say that maybe like they just don't view him as that guy. And Mike Wolf makes a great point. Phil Handy is more of like a trainer. Not, not saying he doesn't contribute in other ways, but Phil Handy is more of a skills coach. Literally. Max Christie had eight rebounds. All right. So let's take a look at some advanced analytics. We're we're gonna take a look in and try to kind of, I guess preview for the Suns game. That's how we're gonna end off tonight's show. We're gonna take a look at this Suns matchup. The Suns are sitting at a pretty four and four in the West. The Suns, I'm gonna pull up their analytics in just a sec. The Suns have won two games in a row after losing three uh, and four or five, excuse me. Uh, the Suns lost to us. They lost to the Spurs back-to-back, -back, and they lost to the, the Sixers. 
their wins are against their wins are against the Bulls, the Pistons, the Warriors, and the Jazz. Their leading scorers, Kevin Durant is at 29.9 points per game. Devin Booker, he's only played two, but in two games, Book is averaging 31 and a half, seven and a half, and ten and a half. So if all three book, Brad, and Beal are playing come Friday night, I'm like kind of nervous about that game. Because that the Suns are just the perfect matchup for Jared Vanderbilt. You need Vando, in my opinion, against all three. You need Vando against this team. You need Vando against this team. All right, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. Uh, soft like Charmin. Yep. I'm assuming you're talking about Darwin Peanut Butter Badger. Appreciate the, the, the chat, uh, the super chat. So let's take a look at how they score. They try to score the ball in the half court or in their offense. Uh, they're shooting a ton of jumpers. Like this is, wow, they're shooting way less pull-up jumpers than I thought they were. Okay. In terms of their shot die, I kind of like this a little bit more. Let's actually take a look at their their game tonight. I think Synergy is done tracking it. Yeah, we can take a look at their shot chart tonight. Phoenix. Huh. Maybe I haven't watched like a ton of Suns games, but this is a lot more balanced than I thought it would be for Phoenix. I definitely expected like all, all of this to be filled up and you get a few shots over here. But this is, uh, I'm putting, I'm playing devil's advocate being like from a, a Suns fan perspective, this is a good thing. If you're the Suns, it's definitely an upgrade over some of the stuff they had last year. And if you look at, well, we can take a look at their play type data tonight. So what did they go to tonight? Um, 12 post upsets tonight, 12 scoring possessions. And they weren't really ball screen heavy. It must have been super not even what are they running? Okay, so a bunch of spot ups. So there this is a team that's gonna try to shoot a bunch of jumpers, try to drive the ball. Um, let's see. Let's go back to their team. I mean, they're gonna shoot a ton of catch and shoot threes. They shoot wow. The Suns shoot the eighth most catch and shoot threes in the NBA. Uh, hold on, wait, wait, let me confirm that. Uh, catch shoot threes, catch shoot threes. The seventh, the stunt, the sun shoot the seventh most catch and shoot threes in the entire NBA thus far this season. This is, uh, for some reason, this isn't including their eighth game on synergy, but that's something the Lakers got to worry about. And they shoot at 39% clip, they got some shooters on this team, they got some guys that could put the ball in the hole. We got Devin Booker presumably coming back. Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen had a good game tonight. Unfortunately, you don't want an Abe. Kata Bates, Diop, KD, if I didn't say KD. Like, they got some guys that can put the ball in the hoop. And you're going to have to contest on the perimeter at a high level, at a super high level. They're still not getting to the rim a ton, where they rank 22nd in the NBA in terms of rim possessions a game. And they rank 26 in terms of rim attempts. Pause. All right. And the 22nd number is percentage of shot attempts at the rim. Go back to last year. So 22nd, where last year they ranked dead last. The Suns were dead last last year in terms of shot attempts, percentage of shot attempts at the rim. So 
that at the very least was a massive improvement for the Suns team. So I'm a little nervous. Uh, where are they at in terms of rebounding percentage? How, how's the rebounding stuff looking? We got like we're, the sample size is increasing for sure. The Suns are 14th in offensive rebounding percentage, so they're gonna have a field day against the Lakers. They're not elite at it, but they're a good like they're a good enough offensive rebounding team. Defensive rebounding. The Suns are middle of the pack. So, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm a little nervous. Offensive rating, the Suns are 15th. Jeez, the Lakers are bottom three in offensive rating. Defensive rating, the Suns are 10th in defensive rating? I, I, wow. Um, I, 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 I need to go watch that. I need to go watch Suns film, I guess, tonight. I don't know how the hell that team is 10th in defensive rating. Um, okay. I do not feel good about this game. <laughs> I don't feel good about Friday's game. Uh, where are they at in terms of four factors? Oh, my goodness. That is not. I know we're supposed to be positive, but good grief. I don't feel good about Friday. Free throw rate. This team is getting to the line two more. Oh, my God. We're doomed. Okay, let me not say that. But this isn't looking good. For context, the Suns last season were the third worst team in free throw rate. And now, this year, the Suns are the seventh best team in terms of getting to the free throw line. Turnover percentage. Okay, at the very least, you can force some turnovers. That's going to be how the Lakers are going to have to like have a shot at winning this game. They're going to have to force turnovers. They're going to have to. I'm going to hop on the, the preview pod tomorrow night with Trevor. I'm going to watch some film tomorrow. Um, we, we already looked at offensive rebound percentage to 14th. Opponent, uh, where are they at effective field goal percentage? Okay, this is also another good sign. They're not extremely efficient. Like, their effective field goal percentage is 53.6%. The Lakers is 52.3%. So, they're not that efficient. Opponent effective field goal percentage. Jesus, they're eighth in that. Where the Lakers at? 19th. Oh my God. The Suns are eighth in, in free throw rate and sixth at opponent free throw rate. Now, the Lakers are also fourth in opponent free throw rate, which is good. But all that means is essentially is the Suns do a really, really good job at getting to the line and defending without fouling. That is what those numbers essentially tell you. Opponent turnover percentage, how much are they forcing turnovers? Okay, that's not like, I mean, that's good that the Suns will create turnovers, but that's bad for the Lakers. The Lakers are 20th, so the Suns are one of the worst turnover teams to turn the, in terms of them turning taking care of the ball, and the Lakers aren't good at 
you know, taking care of uh, forcing turnovers. And both the Lakers and the Suns are like middle of the pack defense rebounding, which we already saw. The Lakers got serious, serious work to do. 80 plays, the Lakers got a shot. 80 plays, the Lakers got a shot. But we should give Dwight Howard a chance. Nah. I'm good. Laker Nation, this is a rough one. I appreciate you guys for hopping in and sticking around with me. This was a rough outing. The Lakers do play the Phoenix Suns on Friday night. First game of the playing tournament for the Lakers. Hopefully, we get some guys back. Hopefully, we get an update on Jared Vanderbilt soon. Hopefully, Jackson Hayes and AD are both ready to go come Friday night. I got to go watch some film. Till next time, everybody. Thank you guys so, so much for hopping in and tuning in to the LakersNation.com post-game show. I really appreciate you guys' support throughout this process. Till next time, everybody. Have a good one. Peace out. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.